This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Welcome in a special edition of Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, part of the Paramount Podcast Network. I am Mike Casaza, welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris, guess what? What? I got in a fight. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Toughen you up a little two, bit. Actually. Two of them. Yeah. Um, some people know about this listening. Many people probably not listening know about this too. Um, did share it with our subscribers on the VIP side because I was gone for quite some time last week. Also, a lot of June. So let me stop here for a second. Um, and and talk to the guy who made this work. That would be you, Chris. Um, <laughs> I was kind of derelict on some things just by vanishing because I had to get ready for this tournament that I was in, and I don't know if anybody even noticed because I did my thing, and everything was really smooth during a massive month. I don't think I'm going to be able to renew my recruiting guy card because I missed all but one of the camps this year, too. Fortunately, my 2021 is laminated, so maybe I can uh, fudge like a fake ID and get it going again for 2023 because I don't think I earned it in 2022. But my hat's off to you for putting up with my nonsense and keeping things going here, too. Uh, and if you've got a problem with that, I dare you to do something about it. Uh, can I hop in here? Because you, you want to know who there's a the, the most capital of S's. Uh, someone made oh. the joke that your recruiting card was gone. No. Yes. Yeah, everybody was wondering where you were at camps because, yeah, I think there was a couple years there where, you know, you and I were together at every single camp, walking around together, talking to people together. You were writing stories. And then this year, but where's Mike? Where's Mike? It started with a couple people asking me for the first couple camps. Then you showed up to the one camp. You and Cameron uh, hopped in for me when I was blowing the Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then I came back for what, three more camps after that. And I was like, wait. Mike's gone again? Where is he? Where is he? And then, yes, the uh, capitalist of S, someone said, that recruiting card is gone, but Mm. he was probably trying to get rid of it anyway. (laughs) I said, you know what? I might need actual proof that he is out having these fights. I think he might just be skipping out on the recruiting camps. You saw the footage, Chris. (laughs) That's where I was leading. I was leading. I was like, are you going to... Let everybody know that there's actual footage of these things. There is. Uh, it's been shared with our VIP board. Um, Saturday went really, really well for me. Uh, long story short, I competed in the 2022 Thai Boxing Association Classic. It's a national championship tournament. It's the largest in the Americas, I believe. Um, a thousand fighters, over 800 fights across four days. I competed in the uh, senior men's welterweight division. Because I'm a senior, which is a heck of a thing to say, but also a heck of a thing to put yourself through here, too. Uh, preliminary fights started training back in, started cutting weight back in uh, February. And you'll remember, because I was carrying this podcast, as my doctor said, not a joke, mm-hmm. I was carrying this podcast. I 
acquired a hernia and needed an operation in November. It's still one of the highlights of my life, learning the bad news that I have a hernia because I was carrying the podcast, <laughs> according to the doctor. Uh, had the operation, was out for six weeks, came back in January, and got this crazy idea in my head based on having done this for a little bit that I was going to try to compete in this and got myself ready. Uh, preliminary in May, preliminary in um, it would have been early June, and then had the real deal Saturday and Sunday, um, which means I won one and I went to the championship round. Uh, couldn't avenge your Little League World Series, Chris. <laughs> I tried like hell, but I lost on a uh, two-to-one decision in the championship, two rounds to one, three two-minute rounds. But, uh, man, the time of my life that I'm still piecing together um, bits and pieces of. And I'll say this. You're one of the few people in my circle of friends that, like, I was kind of open with about this stuff and uh, that also, like, engaged with me because I think I got weird. <laughs> I know I got weird. Um, and some people are just like, I got to stay away from that guy. I'll leave him alone or he's busy or he's doing this or that. But, like, I, I think I sent you fights from different times or whatever, too. Um, except I did not send the one Sunday. I thought I did, but you told me earlier that I hadn't. You're like, how'd it go? What happened? I was like, you didn't hear. Um, I could have lied. I should have lied maybe, but did not win. And Sunday was just a, a fiasco because I fought early and my teammates fought throughout the day. And to be frank, I just don't remember a lot of the day, which I can explain in detail in a bit here. But, uh, maybe that's why I'm here now because things are slowly coming back to me. I haven't even seen the fight yet. I like to figure out what happened first and see if it actually did happen on the canvas, but stayed on my feet the whole, the whole, uh, 12 minutes I was in the ring, never got knocked down, never really got wobbled, but took, uh, took some blows and, and to the point that I actually was getting my leg checked out because, um, it looks like a before and after photo. Like my right leg looks like it did, you know, before I went to Iowa last Wednesday and my left leg looks like it did before I lost 40 pounds right? <laughs> because I got kicked so hard um, on my left leg by the guy who ended up beating me that uh, low kicks are lethal in, in kickboxing and Muay Thai. And this guy definitely won his belt at the expense of my left leg. So I will not be walking around the field for recruiting camps anytime soon. <laughs> that is too bad. That is too bad. Cause you were, you were sorely missed out there. Needed uh, another perspective, especially I think, and the worst part, at least for me, was I think there was the one camp I missed was, as it was put to me, not the most efficient, but the best bang for your buck, maybe. Like, I think there was like 100 or so people there, and I think they extended five new offers from that camp, four new offers. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, I think I came back and went to the final one-day camp that had 420-some people there that I had to try to uh, keep track of. It was a lot. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, 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 I would have absolutely traded had I known which one was going to be which because the, mm. the 400 one is no fun and needed your perspective out there, your, your, your summaries for that. But I am glad to hear that for the most part, you had some successful fights and, and didn't get beat up too bad. I, I, I will note you, you said, you let me in on all this information, all the videos, talk to me about it, and I didn't shy away from it. Um, this is the very first time I'm hearing of the senior division there, Michael. Were you, were you keeping that out on me? Oh, really? <laughs> so so here's what happened. Uh, I, I've trained for a while just like working out where I work out, and just something I got into a while ago as a hobby that turned into this. But I didn't want to fight because where I go, a lot of the, a lot of the people are younger than me. I'm, I'm certain I'm the oldest person who's there. Um, 
I just turned 42 on Tuesday, if you're wondering, because I'm a senior, like I said, um, on Wednesday. I'm sorry. I think I might have said Tuesday. Cobwebs turned 42 on Wednesday. Um, and when you spar and you work out with people who are half your age or maybe a little bit older, um, you can tell the reaction times are just different. And by the way, they're more fit and they are more resilient. So I was thinking that's not a great thing to go in a thing where you might have to fight two or three times in two or three days against somebody. But if they're quicker than you're going to recover quicker. They're not going to carry one day to the next quite as well. And then like when I finally said that out, out loud once, my coach popped up and said, hey, I got something for you. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, why can't I do that? Like it makes everything equal, right? This was not Akron against Alabama, right? This was mm-hmm. like Akron against Toledo or maybe Alabama against Georgia. How's that? Yeah. Um, it was it was more to my style. So, yeah, I was a senior. I still am a senior, but I competed in the senior. It was a four person bracket against um, against some dudes like like some guys that were uh, one was five foot five, which doesn't sound like much, except he's been training for seven years and his walk around weight is one seventy six, one seventy seven. He told me and uh, he had to make one forty seven to fight. That's no joke. And, no. and he looked like he was cut out of a, a, a muscle, a muscle magazine. Um, one guy was my one guy's my doppelganger. I'll share I'll share some photos and videos online. One guy was like the Spider-Man meme. That's actually the guy who I fought and beat in the first round. The guy who beat me was a guy I just mentioned uh, initially. And then there was a guy who was actually above us. We were welterweights. There was one person above us. Um, but because the other person, his bracket dropped out early, they moved him down. He was six one. So you have a five five, two five eights, and a six foot one guy in one bracket, and you don't know until Thursday who you're fighting on Saturday. It's kind of crazy. It's nerve wracking. You're trying to prep for everything. You don't know who you're going to get. Not only that, but it's a it's a mixed bag because everybody's different. You don't know if they're left handed. You don't know what they do. You've never seen them on film. People are kind of cagey about hiding their secrets, especially on social media, being what it is right now. So um, not a lot of seniors, but a couple of good ones here. Um, people I train with that I went with. Um, one guy won the championship um, in a division that's two above mine, but he went 4-0 with three knockouts in uh, four days. And he was in the C regular adults. And the difference between the stamina and the power of guys that were in those divisions to me was striking. And I was like, I'm glad I'm not in that group. There, I'm quite happy uh, taking the senior status here. All right, so... Tell me about your fighting style. Are you, are you, cause this is my understanding, at least off of the clips that I saw, like it, everything, Ooh, let me hear, every, let me hear, let me hear. Not everything's fair game, but it, you know, it's a, for those who don't know, like there's kicking involved, there's punching, obviously there's also kicking involved. I'm not entirely sure how much like act. Cause I think when you grapple, like they break it up almost like a boxing match, right? Clinching is legal as long as you're active. If you're not active for a little bit, and that means you're not throwing knees or elbows, which were legal for the first time for me, which I turned out to love. Um, <laughs> but once you're stationary and you're not doing anything, if you're just sitting there to get some air, the referee will break you up. And All right. Fight again. So what's your fight? What, what's your, you know, there's when you talk about MMA guys like, oh, this guy's, you know, he likes to fight on the floor. This guy's more of a boxer. This guy is a wrestler. What's your style? Where, where are you most comfortable I move forward, maybe too much. Um, you want to control the middle of that ring if you can, and you do not want to be retreating because the way they the way they judge you is points, and you score with with hits, and you score with clinching and controlling, and you store, score with dumping people. So you can punch, you can elbow, you can teep, you can kick, and you get points as long as you contact. You're good. 
Um, if you're dancing around and not doing anything, the judges get mad about that sometimes. You're not controlling the fight. So if you have good balance, good posture, and good control of the ring, and you're scoring, you're going to be fine. I move forward a bunch because I'm not a great defensive fighter, um, which was evident in the second one, which we'll get to. But um, I like to go and force the issue if I can. And I'm pretty good going up high, down low, like or down low, up high. Like I can go punch to kick and kick to punch. And I try to set up my right hand. And the thing that I got good at late in my training was my footwork, which was let's use fakes and feints um, to make them think something and then not really show them anything, but back up and then circle around. And then when you back up, that's one thing. They might come and get you. When you back up and circle around, they stand still. And when you circle around, you can really launch with a left or a right, depending on which direction you're going in. I have pretty good power in my right hand, I think, and I can do stuff. I can start stuff with my left hand. I can finish with my right or finish with a kick, and I was able to do that in both my fights. That was something I kind of added, but um, I moved forward, and I've begun to clinch. I'm not comfortable with it like I should be. The guys in my gym are really, really good at it. My coach has spent three weeks in Thailand um, about about a month before we really started heavy training, and we clinched a ton to the fact that, like, I thought I was going to get cauliflower year because we were clinching so much. So um, I did some of that in the fight because the first guy wanted to clinch. The second guy wanted nothing to do with my clinch because he had scouted me and he just kept putting his hand in my face and pushing me away when I wanted to. So I had to come up with a plan B, which was not good. The second guy had a really good game plan that just worked out well. And it, it turned out to be more of like a violent chess match is what people have called it, which is kind of cool. Um, but his his tools were a little bit better than mine because – um, I like to go forward and he was staying away from me. So what's next? You got any more fights? You're going to continue to do this or was this a one-time thing? It was a one-time thing, oh, but no. you do it and man, it's something else. Like the training's hard. The training is hard. Like just, just to give you an idea, like I'm reading from the thing here right now, it's a 10 K every day. And when you're not running a 10 K you're running, um, sprints. And when you're not running the sprints of the 10K, you're running a long run. And then you have like one day off. And then you're also doing every day, you're doing uh, 200 sit-ups, 200 pull-ups. You're doing uh, 20 minutes of jump rope, 20 minutes of shadow boxing. You're doing like, this is a lot of stuff. You're doing 200 uh, teeps, 200 knees. This is every day. You get one day off a week. And then you're also going to class and you're working with people on different skills and bag stuff. Um, How long you do it, I don't know. This was a six-week program, but I was going to the gym pretty regularly before that because I had to lose the weight and keep the weight off. but man, while it stinks and it takes a lot out of you and like it's not fun sometimes and you're not eating and you're killing yourself and you're like, I really like to have a donut now. And you probably could, but you can't because you're kind of committed to it. Then you get to like the event and it was so cool, man. Like the, the fights are what they are. The fights are easier than the training. And, and when you win, it's awesome. But it's such a I don't know if anybody's ever watched Muay Thai, but like if you just want to go Google it or YouTube it. Like with the music in the background and everybody cheering and yelling, oi, and things like that. It's a fun spectator sport. And this is not high, high level stuff. It's not like people from Bangkok who are going at it. It's people who have, have worked on it and are like the best in the country. It's a national meet. So um, it's high level stuff and like it's a lot of people watching it. But everybody like really respects each other. You have all these clubs from all over the country all in the same hotel. And in Des Moines, by the airport, this is in Des Moines, all these hotels are together. So everybody's kind of eating together. They're in the same hotel. They're on the shuttles together. And you kind of become friendly with people that you're getting to watch. And um, I've befriended both the people I fought. And, and the one guy who I did not fight, like, we're all friends now, which is wild. Like, But it kind of helps that, like, you like the people you fight, especially when you lose. Um, like, we had these, like, Riggs and Murtaugh conversations after the fight about 
that was that was a heck of a thing we did. I'm too old for this stuff. So that was cool. And then just like the the, the simple things about man, you know, the nerves and everything. And when they call your number to go get your gloves, and you make that walk to get your gloves, you still got an hour before you fight. And then you're getting ready, and they're rubbing the tie oil on you, which burns like something crazy. And then you know your number is getting closer, and they say, "Hey, report to the hallway." And then you report to the hallway and you're sitting there and you're bouncing around and then they call your number into the ring and you get in the ring and you're staring across the ring from your opponent and your guys are just locked eyes and you're like, man, this is real. Like, <laughs> this is the thing that you worked for. And I was thinking, man, this is like a fight or flight thing. Do you want to do this again or not? And man, it's kind of an addictive thing. And then, by the way, you start to just beat the tar out of each other for a while. And then afterwards you hug and you talk about it and you become friends on Instagram. You're like, that wasn't so bad. Um, Maybe I'll do it again. And your wife looks at you like you're crazy and tells you to eat a cheeseburger and a cupcake and things all feel like they make sense again, too. So uh, I don't want to commit to anything right now, but like that means I don't want to commit to anything right now, too. So it's a it was quite an experience. And I don't want to like I don't want to put it to bed and I don't want to, to, to say I'm going to do it again. But uh, it was a lot of fun, like just the, the the fighting, whatever. But all the stuff in the periphery out there in Des Moines, the event was really hard to explain and, and to fully appreciate and 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 take all in so you are doing this again and... yeah it sounds like it doesn't it <laughs> yes yeah, so, i uh, i cannot imagine having to fight so i i fought saturday and sunday i was in rough shape monday um so uh, in sunday's fight i got nuked in the first round um he caught me with a perfect overhand right at the end of the first round and i just turned around and walked away because thank god the round was over um but like when i walked back to the corner like I, I was having a really hard time seeing my left eye and I've had concussions and I was like, this might be a concussion. And I saw the medic coming over to the, to the, um, stairs. And I was like, he's going to come in and look Is my eye falling out of my head. Is my orbital bone broken? Like what's going on? And then next thing I knew, you know, my corner was talking to me about, listen, do this, this, and this. And I locked eyes with the medic and he turned around and walked away. I was like, okay, I fooled him. <laughs> Let's fool the guy <laughs> across the ring. And then you know, I, I almost I almost had a standing. I almost had the guy down um, in the in the second round. And that would have been back to back fights that I had knockdowns because um, I floored the first guy and I got a standing eight on the first guy that I fought to win. And I don't remember the second round in Sunday's fight. I just know that, like, everybody said it was really exciting and that I that, like somehow I came out of that corner alive, um, probably because I got jolted back to life. And then the third round was just just an even thing, I guess. Again, I haven't watched yet, but I heard it was good. But um the what if about like what if I just duck that punch? Would I have a belt right now? That's kind of a thing that's in my head about, and that's just like a pattern. Everybody like I want to do that again. I think I could win next time. But you're like, maybe the guy next time is bigger. <laughs> maybe he hits harder. Maybe he kicks more. And like maybe my leg doesn't want to do that again. Maybe my jaw doesn't want to do that again. My nose is still kind of wonky. My left eye is still kind of weird right now. No black eye, which is an achievement thing. I thought I was gonna have one, but like my left leg looks like um, it lo- it looks like it went through a war. All right. So that was a long way of saying you don't want to have a pepperoni, chicken parm, and a fishbowl well, with me next time I come I, to town? I do. I do. I absolutely do. And to answer your question, I like I skipped the question. I don't think I want to do a tournament again. I would like maybe like maybe like a card where I'm on a poster or something <laughs> like that, you know? I'm, I'm not that vain, but like uh, fighting once would be fine. Fighting like three times in three days or something like that, or fighting back to back days. That's that's it's a bit tough when you're a senior, Chris. You don't have to worry about that yet. I do. Well, come eat some pepperoni parms with me. We'll move you up a weight class. You'll be fine. Can do. By the way, 
media battle royal. Someone asked us about that like years ago, two years ago, one of our early pods. If they thought if there was an all out brawl between all the outlets and all the sites, who would win? And I said, I think probably us. And now I, I feel certain of it. And, and no thanks to me. I, I've only gotten older and fatter, but thankfully you have picked up the slack for, for the ear sports crew. I'm going to be joining you soon. <laughs> I'm already older. And I I can't walk around in 144 pounds. <laughs> I'm just yeah. not doing that anymore. It's not good because I'll I'll eat somebody if I don't eat enough food because like my demeanor and my disposition eating like 1600 calories a day was not great for a while. Even when I was allowed to eat more, my my coach was like, "Please eat more. Have this peanut butter bar. Have this and that." And I was like, well, "What about my weight?" And they were just like looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, "This is not a healthy thing to do right now." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to binging here too. So that should be good. Yeah. But yeah, I think we I think we could do it. We could do tag team, um, and you could dump me over the rope too. I wouldn't get mad at you. Okay. Like if if we threw somebody over the rope, like if we saw, I'm trying to think of somebody in the media we could mention. Who do we like? Everybody. Mike, just like everybody. Right? Yeah. Um, there's gotta be some. If we saw Justin Jackson in the corner and you and I double teamed him and threw him out of the ring, I would be okay if you threw me out of the ring, Chris. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this gonna be like a WWF style thing where like. We accidentally, I accidentally throw you over the ring, and then you come in, and we start arguing, and then your wife comes in, and I go to hit you, and I mm. accidentally knock her over, and then all of a sudden we're feuding. Is that what happens? Well, here's what happens: my wife would come in and brandish the chair. You would back up. She'd, she'd hit you, me, because yeah. <laughs> she has had enough of my stuff right now. I promise you. <laughs> and then I would have learned my lesson. There you go. Well, only one way to find out that we'll have to initiate a, a ruckus sometime soon. Uh, but hey, also. Thanks to everybody who who's listening to this that has chipped in. I shouldn't say chipped in, chimed in, whether it was Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or on the boards about just watching and cheering or just, I guess, like applauding or admiring. I wasn't ready for that stuff. Again, I kept this pretty quiet, but it did get out a little bit. Some of that was my own and some of it was just spreading. Um, I haven't had a chance to say thanks to everybody, but thanks to everybody who did something like that. It, it means a lot to me before, during it, and especially after um i kind of get emotional about it sometimes i did get hit in the head so forgive me but like uh, i'll try to make it right with everybody there too but i just want to say thanks to everybody and especially to you chris for for like i said holding all together while i was doing something crazy but um things did not go out of control while i was gone because as always you had a grip on everything yeah uh, no problem glad to have you back we'll see if i can talk to the recruiting council about getting you back getting your card back and uh you know next year you can just cover all the camps yourself it'll be fine all right that's fair all right. All right. Well, as they say uh, in the old folks' home, um, it's time to go watch Matlock. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. Talk to you later. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If. Ready PG.